Jacko loves stray dogs. Beastie loves Sturlo. Hear what they say about playing the game. You can't hear it today. I said now. Legal Council is brought to you by Rugby Pass, the premier destination for rugby and league fans in Asia. Streaming international test matches, the NRL, State of Origin, the Rugby Championship, Super Rugby and more to your device wherever you are in Asia. Every match on Rugby Pass is available live and on demand and is carried in HD quality with adaptive streams to match your connection. Welcome back to Legal Council. Recording on a Wednesday, hopefully the show will go up on a Thursday. As always, calling Jack Muir, Hong Kong Rugby League board member. How's it going, mate? Uh, yes, good afternoon, Rihadi. Uh, nice to hear your voice. And yeah, we don't have that much to talk about this week, but I'm sure we can still make it work. Oh, of course we can make it work. I mean, this rugby league, there's lots to talk about. Um, there's probably, you know, there's a couple of obvious things that, um, you know, jump out at you. But, you know, we've had some feedback that were potentially um, quite warrior heavy. So we're not going to try and go to that in too much detail. We will capture on it, though, but maybe at the end. What I want to talk about first, mate, is the Gold Coast Titans, darlings of the show, many would say. Um, and in the past, we've said just how much we love their ticker. Is this now, is all that effort, guts, determination, camaraderie now going to sort of translate itself into wins and them climbing themselves up the ladder? They're just every coach's dream, aren't they? Every fan's dream. Oh, yeah, I love them. And the pity is they don't seem to have that many fans. Um, how about Anthony Don? Why is he not being talked about of origin? But someone said to me the other day, they go, he wouldn't be an origin winner because he's bad coming out of trouble. What are your thoughts mm. on that? Well... I do want to comment on Anthony Don. I saw him with his top off um, a, a photo with Conrad Harrell in the change rooms after the win. It's the most bizarre rugby league body I've ever seen. He looked like he was six foot four, but he looked like he had like a really muscle bound body, but covered in three layers of fat. And yeah. it just did not look right. It looked like when um, you know you're playing rugby league or any sort of physical sport with someone and they take their top off and it's usually a 45-year-old man um, that used to be quite sort of fit but they let yeah. themselves go. That's what Anthony Don looked like. Real dad <laughs> right, but he, does, he does some incredible stuff. Like that try he set up for Connie in the weekend was brilliant. And then the other one was when he kicked it in field to uh, Gravesmuir a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It's, it was like he just pull, pulls out sort of Chris Nana new stuff without the rocks. Well, what do you call them? I mean, what's the style of football that you call them? We like to talk about reggae football, but I feel that like the Gold Coast have just got their own um, their own brand of football. It's just it's just contagious. It's just you can see that they want to play for each other, and it reminds me of you know different teams that we've seen in the past that just truly love playing with each other. And you know, did you see them? Have you seen them in the change rooms after the game sing the team song? Yeah, oh, they they just when they hit. The drink bottles and stuff, right? All the chili bins. That yeah. Brilliant. Oh, I love it, it how they do that. It's tremendous. They just lose it. And it's, I guess, you know, they don't have much of a culture. They were back in the league, what, 2008? Yep. Yep, um, 2008. And the Walker, one of the Chris Walker brothers scored the first try for them. One of the Chris Walker brothers? Was it Chris Walker? <laughs> Chris Walker, yeah. The Walker's on, Walker's Look, on. I was going to say, do you remember when Walker was just like... It was like the white Wendell Sailor for a couple of years. He was so dangerous. And then he just dropped off the face of the earth and went from 
electric state of origin player, you know, so hard to handle, to three years later being barely in the league. He had an enormous fall from grace. Was the narcotics involved in his fall from grace? Do you know? Uh, I've talked to a few people that used to room with him. He was the dodgiest roommate <laughs> you would have ever seen in your life. And I've actually got a colleague here uh, who, his name was Sam McGoldrick, who actually roomed with him at a Formula One motel in Brisbane. Really? And he said he was a disgusting human being. A real pig who of a roommate. Can you verify that, G? Who was that, sorry? Uh, when you roomed with Chris Walker at Formula One Hotel. Yeah, that's right. He was. He was a mad madman. What the hell are you doing on legal counsel, G? This is no sort of three-way. What are you doing? Sorry, just so we're just we're all we're just going to do an interview of G on the first guest or oh, second guest. We had that American in the toilets in Melbourne. Remember, G, uh, Ree Harry? Yeah, but this is the bloke that's got kicked out of the league forum time and time again for sabotaging our game. I can't. We'll have people walk away from the show if we if we interview this guy more than ten seconds. Well, come on. Let's ask him one good league question. Um, well, what's, thought, what's your uh, favourite? What's your favourite league moment? You there? Yeah, well, I said, what's your favourite league moment? Probably um, Sean Hoppe scoring that try to square up the chest at Mount Smart Stadium when I was there. Really? Nine ninety three. Yeah, he was I there. He, he used to talk about it with me at school. I thought I was supposed to be asking you guys questions. Well, who organised okay. this? Okay, so we'll ask us a question, question the legal counsel, what does, what does legal counsel think about Andrew Hoare's comments during the week that rugby pro- provides a better pathway for children later on in life? Well, I'll just say that that guy's just chasing headlines. Um, he's looking for some clickbait because his game is in dire straits in Australia. No one's talking about rugby union. In fact... When you first got over, when I first got over there, they used to have one or two pages in the first, or the maybe the back fifteen pages of the of the paper. They don't even have that anymore. They're kicking out teams from the comp. I think he's just trying to get young kids to play the game because they're off playing soccer, badminton, league, and basketball. So he's just using our great game as clickbait. That's all I've really got to say about that. And and Australian Rugby Union Institute. I think they're in real trouble. I mean, when Peter Fitzsimons no, and Alan Jones are threatening to come back in the game, something's wrong. Yeah, quite. Right, OG, you got one more question for legal counsel, and then we're cutting it, and we're getting back on the show. Okay, he's gone. He's cut. Geez, that's unprofessional. You surprising me with a guest. Why? Well, mate, you've got to prepare me for that kind of stuff. How do oh, I know okay. what he was going to do? Yeah, it was actually quite good in the end, though, wasn't it? But he's, he's an IT union-loving bloke that anything could happen. Yeah, I know. Look, I worked out on what. I want to know what's up with the Raiders. Oh, look, I said a couple of weeks ago I didn't think anything was wrong with them. But something's <laughs> going to be wrong when they're losing to the bloody Knights. I mean, the Knights give it each and every week. And I still think 1-17, to 17, the Raiders are a team that can make the grand final. But, shit, you've got to be, if you're a Raiders fan, you've got to be slightly concerned. I am still keeping the faith with the Raiders, and I think that, you know, they'll be near enough. They'll be top five. They might not have enough to get into top four, but they've got too much talent. And I don't think they'll have a lot in the origin teams, um, will they? They might have Papali. No, they'll have Papali Boyd. Is that it? Yeah. Yes. Unless, yeah, unless Fitler would pick in yourself. He'd pick White in. I mean, where's Dave Taylor? Who gives a fuck? He's terrible. No, he could go good for them. No, he, he couldn't. He was he's on his 21. last chance. He was in the 21 the other day. He's not good enough to play. I mean, they've got a very deep squad. There's good players that don't make that war, uh, that Raiders 17. So, um, you know what? 
You know what, actually, Riho, you know who could be the, the difference for the Raiders when they come back? Kurt Baptiste. Like him. And he played, Mount, he played Mounties in the weekend. So he was, he's been out for a long period of time, I believe. Yeah. Um, but always been a Kurt Baptiste fan. You know, whenever there's a white plug that runs out for the Kumals, mad respect. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, who's that? Luke Page? Luke Page. He was <laughs> going to be that next big thing for a while, wasn't he? When those highlights oh. of him on YouTube from Queensland Cup just doing those mad runs. He, he played a couple of games of grade, but gee, it was a step up. He got shown up big time, didn't he? Who do you play for? He played Canberra. Was it, was no, it Canberra? Canberra. Was it? Okay. Ricky brought him down, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he had a go at him. And it's just funny how you can't make the step up. It's like Joe Wigo couldn't make the step up at NPC. I know. Well, it's a tough step up, you know. You, you can be a very good club player and then to get the stuff up the big grade, then, you know, it's an achievement just making it in your own right. So we can't slag Luke Page off when he's running out in a Kumul jumper. But is he still running around with Mounties or has he gone to the Queensland Cup now for the Hunters? He is in Queensland Cup. <laughs> he's not playing for the Hunters, no. <laughs> Star growth, I mean, he's good. What? Yeah. But there is, you know, I, if I was a um, scout, I would just take star growth, I mean, and that's mm. maybe I'm just not a good scout. Maybe I'm actually picking with my heart. You but are. I think I am there. You are. But he was that's, good. Speaking, you know, before I've got the show got sabotaged with a with an impromptu guest, we were talking about pigs of roommates and Chris Walker being a pig of a roommate. Yeah. And uh, imagine in his heyday. Imagine in his heyday, rooming with Julian O'Neill. I mean, that bloke got done for smearing feces all over hotel walls. And that was when he was an Australian representative. Or, you can't go past Nate Miles defecating in the hallway and then getting locked outside his room. I think that might have been in Coffs Harbour too. There's been yeah, some pigs It was Coffs Harbour Quality Inn. It was what? Coffs Harbour Quality Inn. Have you oh, stayed there? It, it, do, you, do you know who, who was actually rooming with Julian O'Neill on that famous day? Uh, Liz Kiss? Jeremy Schloss. Schloss. He used to play for the Rabbitohs. In fact, I think Julian O'Neill was at the Rabbitohs when that happened. I mean, to be honest, with all this controversy we've had with drugs, and we, 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 we put it, we talked about it quite often last week, the sort of stuff the old guys used to get up to, you know, def, you know defecation versus um, illegal substances, it's, it's, it's just... Completely different. Okay, well, let me put it to you. This You are running an NRL side. Um, you're running the Hunters. They've just been accepted, and you yep. are coaching the Hunters. And some of your young players, um, you've got a choice between one of your players getting caught doing coke um, the day after a loss and staying up till 5.30 a.m. in Port Moresby or at the Port Moresby Hilton getting locked outside his room and defecating in a hallway, what would you choose? And and both uh, both both instances, it goes, the media get a hold of it, it's all over the papers, and, um, you know, people are calling for your head as well as the player's head. So what would you choose? Would you choose feces or cocaine? Well, I'm sort of thinking the, the form of the feces would actually be, the player would be just so something special. Wouldn't he? Because Julian O'Neill was something special, though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a he was a different footballer, wasn't he? He was a he was had a lot of flair about him. He had a lot of creativity at the back, and he he would have a blue. And if I'm not mistaken, he had a tooth missing, a front tooth missing. And there's two things that I don't fuck with: a guy with no tooth, because that shows he doesn't give a fuck about his appearance. He doesn't give a shit what he does. And two, a neck tattoo. I won't go near any people like that. 
Not for a second. No. He was a Queenslander, wasn't he? He was. Did he play Origin? And he could play any position. He must have. Must have. He did. Of course he did. He was I, just one I of those guys. If, yeah, he, he was one of the guys in the Broncos. It was always highly rated. I mean, that Broncos yeah. team you had, Willie Kahn, Michael Hancock, and O'Neill's the back three, Chris Johns and Black Pearl, and then Walters and Langer. I mean, that you, you can stack that back line up against any single back line and as long as I've been watching the game. That was special, but I felt that Julian O'Neill was the sort of the old man out, and I don't think he played as much rep football as those other guys. He did go on a kangaroo tour um, after 92. Remember when they all shaved their heads? Yep, yep, he was there. And he's actually the antithesis of Ben Eichen, I reckon. Yeah, just... Because Ben Eichen was almost like the nerd boy, you know, wouldn't cause too much problem. 17-year-old comes in, and then... I don't think I ever saw Ben Eichen play a, a good game. He was just He was just there. Wasn't he? Yeah, he was there, and he was lucky with the Super League war that he got those opportunities, I think. Yeah. I mean, he came in as a 17-year-old. Did he play Origin as an 18-year-old or a 17-year-old? 18, and you've heard that story, right? That Fatty didn't know who he was on the lift. Who? So he, when he joined the AA, because he made that Fatty's Nobody's team in yep. the 97 season. They, where they swept. Pick, no, they swept. No, it was 95, actually. It was 95 because they couldn't yes. pick the Super League players. Yeah. And Queensland had no one to pick from. Mm. So um, one of the, the selective was actually Dick Tossa-Turner and not Fatty. Fatty Borden was the coach. Mm. And um, apparently, I think it was Tony Carroll... And this guy, this kid with like uh, board shorts and a light singlet came and scraggy hair came into the lift. Mm. And Fatty like started yabbing yarn with Tunza going, oh, how you going, mate? Mm. And then um, they got at their floor and Tunza walked out. And so did this kid with uh, uh, like the scraggy hair and board shorts. And mm. Fatty goes, ah, mate, no, 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 it's not signing day today. And he goes... <laughs> Hey, I'm in your team. <laughs> you know, you know who he was. Well, he was playing for the Gold Coast at the time, wasn't he? Yes, you're right. Yep, with Jamie Goddard. Yep, and Wayne Bartram. Yeah, but they were in, well, is that when they were in, they changed from the the grey and white to the sort of light blue strip. I love the grey and white with Gold Coast leagues across the front. And they also had power. They were sponsored by Powers for a while there, and they actually played out of Carrara Oval. And Which is also weird. That, that's where I think they play VFL now. Okay. But um, the, the, the interesting thing about the Gold Coast was, um, oh, they also got a young Kiwi called Ali Davis from Wainui Yamada, mm. and he was a shocking roommate too, apparently. Um, <laughs> now, when he got straight from New Zealand, he got a, like, an apartment in, um, on the Gold Coast in uh, Ormo there, mm. and he actually dug through his um, his. Uh, floor mm. through concrete to um, do a hungy pit. You're off your head, mate. You, you. No, he let's, did. This is a... let's get off this topic. You're off your head. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> no one dug through concrete. Um, he did. Anyway, right. <laughs> I've never even heard of that player. Did you make him up? Ali Davis played for Wainu Amada and then played for the Gold Coast. In fact, I even had a rugby league card of him. You know those rugby league cards that. Regina ones, Regina, early 90s. Oh, it was a stim roll, the sportsman's gun. Yeah, maybe that was a stim roll one. Yeah. Yeah, never then 92, 93, it got into, anyway. Fuck, the other day I got really, it was about a year ago, um, just had a few beers and then just started Googling um, league cards and just working my way through all those great players of yesteryear. And I really settled on one of my favourite cards was an Ian Russell card from 92, and he just... Had his socks rolled down, just like John Simon. He just looked real menacing. 
That is a great oh, yeah. side of, they were of the, a, early that, 90s. That, What an indigenous partnership those two were. Mm. One other thing before we move off rugby league cards. Everybody on listeners listens has to Google, and I think we discussed this at last season's uh, legal council. Mm. They have to Google Paul Hoff rugby <laughs> league card penis. <laughs> what? What's that? You don't know this band, <laughs> no? There's a card of him. <laughs> Going up for a high ball like 1990, 1991, and as long as like wrapped the shorts wrap around as long. It's quite. Uh, we used to love it as a kid talking about it at school. Is it Matt Shervington esque? Have you actually Googled it and yep. seen it? Yes, you do it right. If you get a computer right now, it'll right. come up first up. Pull off rugby league card. Off rugby. That's uh, he's taking the high ball, Regina. When was the last time you did this? You Googled this. 1992 Regina Rugby League card. So everyone that listens has to go and have a look at it. Okay. So it's the one? We've taken it. <laughs> this is the chat. Is that just a fuck up or is that just the biggest hog I've ever seen in my life? Jesus. I do not. <laughs> that is incredible. You can buy it for $4 on eBay. Oh, mate. So, oh, okay. That's Rugby League cards. Wow. Okay. Anyway, um... Change your pace. Change your pace. You, change your pace. Okay. Are you uh, a big fan of Mitchell Moses going to Parramatta? You know my thoughts on Mitchell Moses. I honestly, I genuinely think, I genuinely, genuinely think that he's the modern day Travis Burns. <laughs> oh, that's a bit harsh on Travis Burns. <laughs> he's just no good. He's a, appears to be a real bad bloke that, you know, you just would not like playing footy with. His defense is terrible. His attack is he's yep. just a will of a wisp type bloke. You know, he's he, he, he sort of carries himself like he's achieved so much. He's never won anything. He's never done anything in three or four years at the Tigers. Well, a good he, run at the end of last year. But he's just not a good player. He, he's not in the top re- 10 sixes in the games. And he's commanding 800 grand. Congratulations, Parramatta. Now you can just fulfill the West Tigers dynasty as battling it out for a 10th and 11th every single year and just missing the playoffs. That's a shocking call from them paying Andrew Kay for him and Rehurry, then getting him across. Rehurry, Rehurry, he did play um, under-20s Origin in 2014. <laughs> and actually, that was one of the great yarns of that game. And I, can you remember, a few of Alice's will, is he yes. actually got suspended for four games for calling Luke Bateman, who now plays for the Raiders, an effing gay C-word cunt? I think, and, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> he got suspended, and it was all over the news. And apparently, um, Luke Bateman was so dis- he wasn't distraught about being called that, but the way the news like talked about it and said, "Oh, this isn't good enough in rugby league," he was horrified because he th- all the like um, articles actually sort of insinuated that he was gay, mm. and he was like going, "No, I'm not gay." So and his mum had to come out. I thought that was Matt Lodge who did that. No, nah, that was nah, Matt Lodge wrote. Something on he wrote just cunt on his on his arm, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On his arm. <laughs> You've got two weeks for it. <laughs> he's back now, isn't he? Yeah, he's in Brisbane. Jeez, yeah. it's just What do you lucky. think of what do you think of not Mitch Mails? I look I've I've said it before. I don't like I agree with you. I don't like him. Um if you had and I think Tigers have in, they've ended up so well out of this. They're gonna have a tough year this year, but I would have taken Brooks. I know he probably doesn't have as much of an upside, but you know what you're getting, and with the Josh Reynolds, that could work. Who knows? But Mitchell Moses, the way he b- b- behaves, and just you know when you look at blokes and you don't like them, mm-hmm. Mitchell Moses is one of those guys, and he hasn't actually done anything on the field. And he's going to a club where Peter Sterling 
who's great of uh, Perryman, has actually just slagged, slagged Mitchell Moses off. So it's going to be tough. And then what does it do to Perryman? Because you got Gutherson at fullback. Obviously, Will Smith gets the hell out of 5'8", and you go, he goes straight to 5'8". You got, and then with... Uh, I think I prefer Will Smith than Mitchell Moses. I honestly do. For his price tag, oh. Will Smith, which is probably going to cost you 100k a year, or Mitchell Moses on 800. I can genuinely say I'd rather have Will Smith. He's had some good moments for the um, Panthers before. He tries hard. I know, but he's just, he was hopeless the other day. And then, and then you've got, so Gutherson, because who goes to, oh, because Bevan French will come back. Yeah, so where does Clint Gutherson go? We love Gutherson. Yeah, he goes, does he go to the wing? He gets wasted there. So it just doesn't work. Doesn't make sense. They are, they are uh, no wonder they just haven't done anything for 25 years. Mm. Um. All right, so Origins around the corner. There's been a lot of chat lately about Brett Morris. Um, well, a little bit of chat. You've got no Tommy Turbo. Unfortunately, he was taken down with that cruel hit. And Josh Mansour is not there. So the incumbent um, Mansour and probably someone who was going to make it in Tommy Turbo. Do you think Brett Morris makes it? I looked at his um, bio the other day. He's only 30. If he was in Queensland, they just pick him every year, don't they? It's funny how, like... You know, no one's really talking about Brett Morris, but in that kind of arena, he just gets the job done, doesn't he? And he's still pretty good. Well, I prefer Josh Morris. I think Josh Morris, again, is the better player, but Mm. Brett Morris is the most consistent Mm. and almost better finisher. Because I remember Josh Morris had, like, his, like, unstoppable 2011 to 2013. He did a real good job on GI, didn't he? Exactly, but but then if you look back on it, Brett Morris has always been like he's just always played wing, always been the finisher. Mm. Um, no, I agree. Like, I, I, he won't let you down, and I think there's you know Bulldogs have got other issues off the field. So you know, and as I said, Anthony Don, what else does he need to do? What else does Ross Dog need to do? Well, actually, and I hate it when people say they're Origin type players. Yeah, we've talked about that at length. It's just just pick your best team. And, you know, as much as I love Rostog, he's not close. And who's the other bloke? He's Anthony Don. Like, he's a, he's, he's a nice story, but he's not playing state of origin but, football. But to be honest, he does some... He, he has a neck for doing amazing things. It's like Chris Nanny, like, if, if he's in your team, he could... You know, he's he, he, you've always got a chance when he... When he he's like, it's like he's a weight boxer. You know, it's not the stupidest thing, because... In the last sort of seven or eight years, they've picked Steve Turner on a wing and James McManus on a wing. So Anthony Don's in the same category as those blokes. So it's not extremely out of the blue. They picked a kid who are Yeah, but you know what really scares New South Wales people? Is that winger knocking down the door for years and years and then getting a go is Nathan Merritt. Oh, yeah. He he wasn't good, was he? When he played Origin. No, he was hopeless. A tremendous, tremendous club servant. That just did no, I don't put anything on Riyad and put two tremendouses in front of it. Really? I wouldn't no. even say it was, it was good. He was a good club servant. Oh, he was a very try scorer. Try scorer, wasn't he? Very, yes, very good. but I mean, don't overstate him. I mean, okay. he's indigenous, which gives another point. Yeah. Speaking of indigenous rabbitos, Cody Walker, this week has been talked about. I like up, him. Um, you don't rate him. No, look, it will, firstly, he's trying to sort of get a bit of contract. So. I think he was on a decent deal because he was plugging away in New South Wales Cup for years. And then they always, you know, I think he got injured a couple of times, but everyone always talked about, you know, this Cody Walker guy is going to come up soon. 
going to start playing well, Drake. Who's Storm? And I always thought Storm would give him a go. Yeah. That's where he plays first, first great game. And someone else, was he hanging around another club anyway? So he finally plays for the Rabbitohs, and I'm not convinced. I haven't seen him do much. And now he's at fullback, and he's getting a bit more runaround, but I don't see what the fuss is. And if he wants to go and test himself on the open market, where there is no market for a half right now, I don't know where he's going to get signed. He's just trying to jack up his price. Then good on him. But Warriors. I wouldn't be playing. I would not be. If I was the Warriors, I wouldn't be going near Cody Walker. Yeah, actually, he didn't even. He never played a first grade game at Storm. Interesting. No. He got his debut at South Sydney. Yeah, well, I think he was about to make his debut, and then he did his knee at training. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um. So, Cody Walker, your thoughts? Um, I like him. Um, again. <laughs> He's not, I wouldn't quite say tremendous, but what he, he's keeping, he's giving, imagine if South didn't have him, but you might be, and, and, and I sort of know your philosophy here, you're sort of saying, in a shit team, someone is going to look the best attacker, and then that best attacker all of a sudden looks the best player. So I, mm. I do I do take your point, you're right, and the, the big test is if he plays with a GI, and he still looks good, mm. do you know what I mean? I, I see your point philosophically. Yep, okay. Um, Peter Wallace is apparently in the running to be the New South Wales hooker. When I first heard that, I was like, she whiz. You know, he has played origin football before. Um, yeah, I thought, shit, that's that's real step backwards. But then I thought, okay, who else are the hookers out there? Robbie Farah, Cameron McInnes, and Nathan Peets are the other ones. So really, it's like picking who's the tallest dwarf out of that for it really, isn't it? There's nothing yeah, yeah. to pick from. Um, and converting someone like that, I have no problem. In fact, I'd roll with them. I would roll with Peter Wallace yeah, as my yeah, number yeah. one. To me, it's Wallace or Farrah. Um, and again, Farrah's get, again, getting a bit too much kudos after playing okay last Friday against the Tigers. He's um, still led in a try as well, one that just bounced off him, and they ran yeah. through a try right under the post. So he's still... I mean, Farrah, you can go through a game watching South Sydney and... Barely. No, I mean, agree. So Peter Walker, jeez. What is happening with uh, New South Wales Rugby League development? Well, they just don't really have any number nines, do they? Well, who's the, in five years, who's the who's the guy? Is it, you know, the guys coming up with our Kiwis? I don't, I just don't know. I don't know any other one, any other nines, apart from a young Michael Leisha, who's, could be the oh. worst nine in the competition. In fact, he is the worst nine in the competition. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, no. Wait, really? Is he, he? Well, I think he's the worst starting nine. But imagine God have Kurt Baptiste. Well, there you go. Is he a Queenslander in New South Wales? Because he wouldn't let you down. Baptiste, hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, he's, he's Mate, in the he's conversation a, if he's New South Wales. I think I, 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 think I told you... Um, Last year, that I think he is. A, I saw him play live, and his service is some of the best I've seen. He's got a good pass, doesn't he? They it's made a good one-two pass. punch, um, Baptiste and Hodgson. Speaking of punch, Ross Dog, one of the favourites of the show, um, he's apparently on a pathetic contract, and he's come out in the media this week saying um, that he deserves a better contract. And I think that the Knights are basically saying no. We signed you when you were shit, and that's what you got, and the contract's a contract. And I even seen, like, on Twitter, um, legal counsel, legal underscore counsel, or is it legal counsel? Legal underscore counsel, yep. Um, I see that Rostog's actually bantering with the punters who are who are supporting him, and he's actually really? responding to them. He's putting, him, he's putting his case out there. 
But Ross Dog, um, what do you feel about this whole contracts thing? Like, you know, if someone goes shit, do you then ask for your money back? But then now that they're going good, do you have to pay them more? So it, you can't go both ways, really. A contract's a contract. And I think that if Newcastle chose to then renegotiate and give them an extension, it's up to them. But um, shit, it's a, it's, it's a tough one. It's always in the player's favour, isn't it? Well, I mean, what you'd want to do in reality is have performance-based contracts. Mm. But like the, NFL. the way our games, well, yeah, in the way our games set up with a salary cap, then how does that work? I mean, you could say you're on 200k a year, but if we achieve eight wins, you go to 260. If we achieve 16 wins, we go to 2360. But the problem with that too is then that brings in match fixing because if like Ross Dogs on 15 wins and he's up against a dead rubber against Titans his mate he yeah. could do a deal with Don that he could give him 20 grand so exactly yeah it's a tough one um, or if he comes up against Tim Simona and you know he's playing in the centres to Simona might just you know let him through and score but that happened a couple of times <laughs> quote it did too um, do you rate Ross Dog or is it just a nice story it's a nice story, and again, no, you're, not paying, you're not paying he's paid, money mate, for him. He plays NRL. Yeah, but you're not you're not breaking the bank to feed Rostock, are you? You're going to give him a decent mid level contract. Look, I think he's worth through two eighty three twenty. Yeah, yeah, seems about right. Um, yeah. Is this the start? Is this where the Panthers go on their run? Where they where they drop seven or eight runs in a row? Um, gee, coming why from did adversity. You but, they almost but, beat know, the, the Broncos the week before. I was cheering on the Panthers, who were down by 30 at halftime, came out and strung together a few um, tries in the second half and almost did it to the Broncos. And they showed gosh. a bit of class, so I was shocked at halftime to see the Warriors up 28-6. But um, as we know, the story goes, Panthers hunted them down, and they looked near on impossible to beat, didn't they? I think the Warriors oh, touched the ball six times in the second half and not once in the opposition half. Okay. You're a New Zealand cricket fan like me mm. and it had so many similarities to them for years. Can I'm it, not sure it if it happens as much now, but we, the New Zealand cricket team used to bowl batsmen into form. Oh. And every time <laughs> a, t- like a, a good batsman was in horrid form, they'd yep. get out, go out yep. and get like 100. To, we'd probably drop them on three yep. and they'd go on and get 100 and then go on to this great run and uh, score the most runs in the I calendar I think I year. saw Daryl Cullen and get a triple century against us at Eden Park. Oh. And I was just like, this guy hasn't got runs in five <laughs> years. But they also, on the other side of things, we'd put ourselves into a match-winning position and then some Pakistani fast bowler would bowl us out for 120 and it's very much warrior-esque, isn't it? When, you know, something just... Did you, honestly, did you think the game was won at halftime? I, I did okay. not. I thought this was a I've very strong I've got a bit of a yarn for you about the game. Mm. It was quite surreal because what I did, I I went down and bought a TV. Mm. And I went and hooked it all up just before the game. Dangerous. And I hooked but, yeah. my laptop up to the TV. Mm. And, and I got to zero minutes to the 50th minute mark. Mm. And I forgot to plug my laptop in. And it just went dead on me. And I'm like, ah, oh, for God's sake. So then I had to go and upboot my laptop. And it took about 10 minutes to reboot and stuff. And then 59 minutes, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was, I, I, was, I couldn't, I, I was like, but it didn't even shock me. No, that's the I thing, it like, didn't shock me. It was like, okay, we're down now, but we can still win this, surely. I'm yeah. like, we can still win this, right? But oh my God. I'm numb to it now. And, but you know what? As good as we were in the first half and as bad as we were in the second half, 
I don't think it's the killer for our season. I just keep thinking there's just this just we've got to click. I mean, we haven't even clicked. We haven't even won a couple in a row, have we? Oh no! But gee, tough game this week. Yeah, I think we'll... the Dragons are struggling. Yeah, injuries wise. No Dugan, no and new and eight three in a row, and no Gareth Woodup. So yeah, the only bad Jeepers. thing counting against the Warriors is at Waikato Stadium, which we've never won at. Yeah, we're zero and three there. Gee was uh, you know, <laughs> I'll watch. Yeah, look, we'll, we'll all tune in. Any other? Are you um... going to go down there for it? No, no, I'm not actually. Um, okay. Going to have a few few frothies in Auckland City. Um, hopefully, celebrate a good win. Any? What's happening with Hong Kong Rugby League this week? Any shout-outs? Uh, we've got well the one try Warriors. We've got training on Saturday night, seven thirty pm. Looking forward to that. Meeting a few of my new teammates. Mm. Um, yeah, we can't stand the Kowloon Tigers. Uh, and other than that, I mean, it's just. Uh, a great weekend for rugby league. It is, mate. It's a, it's another. Are you big... going to be in New Zealand this weekend? I am. Yep. Why don't you go to a local league game? Well, I might go down and watch the East Coast Bay's Barracudas on Saturday morning. So, um, I sh- should we have to pop down there? It's just around the road from me, yep. so we might have to um, do some grassroots interviewing, like you did at the Melbourne final last year. That was brilliant. Yeah, that was good. Uh, do you still have those interviews? Yeah, I do actually. Maybe we might have to. Maybe um, we should just play them one day. Yeah, flick them through. That was that. That was good stuff. Did they actually see the light of day? Were they on a show? Or is it? Nah, nah. Because yeah, well, we had to sort of at that time we had some personal issues we had to work through, so we sort of didn't finish them off. So we'll do it again for another one though. Yeah. Take your phone down to bloody earth. East Coast Barracudas. We'll do. All right, mate. We'll um, take it easy. Don't bloody surprise me with um, an interview like that again either. That's um, that's unforgivable. But um, we will talk league during the week, and yep. uh, you've got to love your league. And maybe slip pull off uh, rugby league cat under uh, your mumsy's uh, pillow. <laughs> All right, mate. Good on you. Yeah. Bye. Cheers. Bye.